0: Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. We start a brand new book, Jonah, chapter 1, verse 1. Stop running from God. You can run, but you cannot hide from the omnipresent God. It's no use resisting his call, fighting his will, and avoiding his presence. Jonah found out the hard way that you can't run away from God. Well, have you tried to run away from God? Uh, I tried doing that as a new Christian. As a weak Christian, I had kind of become backslidden and said, God, I'm just running away from you. I don't want to serve you. I don't want to do the Christian thing. And I was out really late at night in this strange place, in this weird shopping center, pushing my little shopping cart. And right in the middle of my shopping experience was a robbery gone bad, guys running up and down the aisles with guns. And I'm pushing my little shopping cart, and I'm praying like, God, don't let them come in my aisle. And you know what? They came in my aisle. One is on one side, one is on the other, and I'm in the sandwich in between with the gun pointed at me because he wants to shoot the guy on the other side of me. And you know what I did? God, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it. Please, I'm coming back to you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to obey you right now. Don't let me die. Have you been there? in the midst of a storm and a trial and you're trying to run from God and then all of a sudden you wake up, what am I doing? I need to come back to the Lord. And so I did. Repented, came back to him. Change directions. Let's read it. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittah, saying, Now, the name Jonah means dove. Names mean things to God. And Jonah, as a prophet from God, as a true believer, is to represent the Holy Spirit. You know, Calvary Chapel has the symbol of the dove. And the dove is pointing down because the doves left heaven and come down to earth and wants to be in our lives the holy spirit wants to fill you to give you strength and power and hope and help he wants to baptize you Uh, the dove is gentle and sweet like the dove came on jesus at his baptism right so the dove is the peace of god gentle and sweet but jonah's not really representing god in the right way as a runaway prophet. We're gonna find out that the dove has flown the coop, if you will, and instead of representing God, he's not. Verse two, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. These are my words, here's my command, Follow my instruction. Obey your calling. You are my prophet. Represent me to the wicked enemy nation of Assyria. Go to their mighty capital of over a hundred thousand people. And preach my judgment is coming upon them. And give them warning because I'm a God of mercy. Nineveh was known for its wickedness, cruelty, viciousness enemy of god a warmonger state perverse prostitution greed every kind of evil and god has said i've had enough i'm wiping them out but before i do i give them warning i give them a chance to repent and to change and john is like i ain't going to do that <laughs> They're wicked and nasty. I remember their witchcraft and the occultism and their pagan gods. And yet God has called us as Christians, as believers, to be his missionary, to be his spokesman, his announcer, to be his prophet, if you will, and to give warning. You know there's a better way to live. Do You know there's a God has a plan for you. And to give the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's good news. Instead of coming under God's wrath, you can be forgiven. Jesus can take your place. He can pay for your sins. And so we become a missionary for Christ, a prophet to the nations. Verse 3, But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish, from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, the port city, it still exists today, I've been to Joppa, found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I ain't going to Nineveh. In fact, I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to take a ship and cross the Mediterranean Sea and go to the ends of the known world. Now, Tarsus would kind of be like Spain. If you know, it's kind of the end of Europe. And then you have the big ocean and you get to America, right? So he's like, I'm going to the ends of the earth. I'm going as far away from Nineveh and God and the Holy Land where I'm from. And I'm getting away from this. I ain't going, and I'm going the opposite direction. Have you done that before? The dove has flown the coop. I want you to witness to the worst of sinners. God, I'm not gonna go to that gangbanger. That guy, he's perverted. That guy's the ultimate criminal. They're like a terrorist. No, Lord, I'm not going to that person, to that race, to that enemy. That is the most wicked person. They'll never get saved. I ain't gonna witness to them. And Jesus calls us to even go to our enemies, to give them a scripture, a prayer, a cup of cold water to feed your enemies and to love your enemies. And what better way than to give them God's message of grace and mercy and forgiveness? I think Jonah is an ignorant prophet. He doesn't know his Bible very well. You know, the Old Testament scriptures. And Jonah's thinking, you know, if I run away from the Holy Land, if I leave Israel, my home country, then I leave God behind. Oh, no. God is everywhere. And what do the scriptures say in Psalm... 139, seven and eight, Jonah should know this scripture. Where can I go from your spirit, your Holy Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol and hell, behold, you are there. You cannot escape the omnipresence of God. God is everywhere. I ran into these boys from the south, the Bible Belt, and they were shocked to see me, a pastor, and I invited them to church, and they're like, Pastor, what are you doing here in Reno? We left the Bible Belt, and we came to Sin City to get away from God. We thought, you know, our family, our friends, our church, nobody will know what we're doing here, and we've run away from God. And I said, well, I have news to tell you, God lives here in Reno, (laughs) and there's Christians and pastors and churches here. God's Holy Spirit is in Reno, and you cannot escape God thinking you're going to run away. God is everywhere, all at once. You need to make a U-turn. You need to turn around. You're going the wrong way. You need to come back to Christ, to God's calling and God's plan and purposes for your life. God is shaking you up. He has his methods. He has his ways to get our attention, just like he will do to Jonah. The Lord hurled a great wind on the sea. And there was a great storm on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Jonah gets in his ship, his cruise, You're taking a cruise, going to Spain, you know. And God's like, I don't think so. And the powerful wind and the storm and the waves are breaking up his little cruise ship. And God is rocking his little boat and shaking his little world. Verse 5. Then the sailors became afraid, and every man cried to his God, and they threw the cargo which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Experienced sailors are afraid. This storm is violent and incredible. We're going to die. And to save their life, they have to jettison their payload, jettison all the expensive things. This is their paycheck. This is their future. This is their stuff. And God can rock your little world and cause you to lose everything. Have you been there? Oh, my Lord, I'm going to lose my job, my house, my stuff, my bank account. I'm getting rocked out of my world. And the storm is taking Everything. (sighs) But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship, laying down and fallen sound asleep. He's sleeping like a baby. (laughs) Well, everything is getting shooken up. God is shaking it all. I remember us taking this airplane flight, and the pilot comes over the loudspeaker system. Uh, I'm sorry we're experiencing some turbulence. Please sit down, put on your seatbelt, and we're being thrown all around. People are screaming. And you know what I did? I started praying quick. Lord, if there's any sins I did today, (laughs) forgive me and keep me and help us to land safely, and you got my attention, and my little airplane is shaking up. Please, Lord, help. Has God shaken your little world, shaken your car, your plane, your house? Have you been in the midst of a storm? Verse 6. So the captain approached him and said, How is it that you are sleeping? Get up. Call on your God. Wake up. He's shaken out of bed. Don't you see what's happening? We're about to die. You need to start praying and pray to your little G God like us. He thinks Jonah has a pagan God like they do. Perhaps your God with a little G will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. We're all praying, Jonah. We're trying to find a God that cares. Can I tell you, there's millions of gods. Many religions, many beliefs, people can create their own God, their own statue, their own idol, the God of pleasure, the God of materialism, the God of whatever. Your God can be a human, your God can be a thing, your God can be a car, you know. But does your God care about you? Does your God have the power to save you? Because these pagan sailors are worshiping false gods with the little g. They don't know the capital G God. And their God doesn't care about them. Their God has ears but cannot hear. A mouth that cannot speak. And it's a fake idol that cannot save. Jonah, let's pray. We have to find a God who cares. Cast all your cares on him. Because he cares for you. This is talking about Jesus, the true God. Do you know that God cares? Jesus cares. The true God cares, and he has the ability to intervene, to hear our prayers, and to grant our petition. Verse 7. Each man said to his mate, Come, let us cast lots, so we may learn on whose account this calamity is has struck us we've got to figure out whose fault this is come on Joe don't you have some uh, dice or something I thought I did yes I do have some dice come on daddy needs a new pair of shoes you know okay 12 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 it's your fault Jonah The lots have identified that it's you. The casting of lots. The shaking of dice. As the sea is shaking, as the boat is shaking, as God is shaking everything up, he shakes the dice and he makes them reveal by lot who the culprit is. Your number has come up. God knows who you are. So they cast lots or dice and the lot fell on Jonah. God can use dice. God can use weather. God can use circumstance and situations and little details to accomplish his will. He is the puppet master. He is pulling the strings. He is the sovereign Lord and he's revealing whose fault it is. And so the sailors will give Jonah the third degree and put him on the witness stand, right? Questioning him, What's going on? Who are you? Tell us your name. Why are you here? Verse 8. And they said to him, Tell us now, on whose account has this calamity struck us? Whose fault is it? Well, it's kind of my fault. <laughs> What is your occupation? Well, I'm a prophet of the true God. Uh, Where do you come from? Well, I come from the Holy Land of Israel. You know, it's the promises of God, very special and divine. What is your country, Israel? What are your people? Uh, From what people are you? Well, I'm a Jew, the chosen people, chosen by God. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what have you done? What mess have you brought us into by running from God? You see, when you run from God, when you're backslidden, it affects everybody around you, your home, your family, your work, your friends. When you're in rebellion, others will suffer because of you. Do you see it? You've brought us into this mess by running From the Lord. Verse 9. Then he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord God of heaven. Now, your Lord there should be all caps capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the ultimate when you have all caps. If you just capitalize the first letter, yes, it's divine, it's deity. But if you capitalize all four letters, it is the secret, personal, intimate name of God, Yahweh. Remember Moses, what is your name? And God says, Yahweh, I am that I am, the becoming one. This is my personal name. This is my memorial name forever, the personal name. Name of God and you see the capital G God of heaven well I serve the true God you know you pagans have false and phony statues and idols but I serve the real God who made the sea and the dry land you see my God is the creator the creator of the land and the creator of the sea that's about to destroy us he moves the waves He makes the storms and he calms the sea. Remember Jesus, the disciples, they're in the midst of the storm and he says, peace, be still. And it calms down. Who is this that even the waves and the sea obey him? Well, he's God. Jesus is God. He's my God. Uh, You know, a lot of people will get upset when you say that. If you say the generic God, oh, I believe in God. But if you say, but I believe in Jesus, Jesus is my God. Many pagans get shaken up over that. The true God is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is an act of God. Even pagans that don't believe in God will say, wow, you know, that earthquake, that tornado, that twister, it was like an act of God. I didn't think you believed in God. Oh, I'm so mad at God. I hate God. I didn't even think you knew he was there. I mean, they know he's there. And they want to blame him and they want to curse him, right? And they're mad at God and they refuse to acknowledge him. But what has happened is a powerful act of God where God controls the sea like a storm, a tsunami. He controls the earth like an earthquake. And he is rocking your little boat and shaking your world. Does he have your attention Yet, surrender to the sovereign Lord. Verse 10. Then the men became extremely frightened, and they said to him, How could you do this? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord. All caps, Yahweh, because he had told them. I mean, they were afraid of the sea and the storm. Now they're afraid of the true God. Look at what he's doing. He's shaking us up. We're about to go down with the ship. Why did you choose our boat? Why are you rebelling and running away with us? We need to solve this problem. We're going to all die. Verse 11. So they said to him, what should we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? Uh, well, I know what you need to do. Like throw him overboard. <laughs> He's the troublemaker. For the sea was becoming increasingly stormy. It's getting worse and worse. And for Jonah, it's going to be out of the frying pan into the fire. God's turning up the heat, verse 12. And he said to them, well, the answer is obvious. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that on account of me, this great storm has come upon you. It's true. It's my fault. I'm in rebellion. I'm backslidden. I'm disobeying God. I'm on the lamb, on the run from Jehovah, from Yahweh, the all-powerful. What were you thinking? You know, verse 13. However, the men rode desperately, to return to land, but they could not, for the sea was becoming even stormier against them. Have you ever just come to the end of yourself? Well, we don't have enough money. I'll work harder. I'll work longer. Three jobs. I'll row more. I'll, I'll fight the storm. And God put you in the storm, and God's using the storm, and, but I'll make my way out. No, there's no way out. You need to pray, you need to get on your knees, you need to repent, come back to the Lord. Through your own human effort, you're not able to save yourself. Do you see it? And the harder they try, the worse it gets. It's a diminishing return. Your efforts are useless. Have you come to that end of yourself, the end of your rope? 14, then they called to the Lord and said, we earnestly pray, O Lord, do not let us perish on account of this man's life and do not put innocent blood on us. What do the pagans do? They believe in the true God. They're praying to the real Lord, to Yahweh, and they're saying, God, we believe now. <laughs> and we petition you because our fake phony gods, they're not doing us any good. Whereas when the rubber meets the road, we need a real God that's really going to help us. Maybe you built your own little fake God. And you're like, this God is useless. He doesn't talk. He doesn't care. He doesn't do nothing. You need to jettison him, you know. And choose the true God, Yahweh. We need you. Please, we, we don't want to throw Jonah overboard. We're trying everything to save the day, but we cannot. So we turn to you, and we're innocent, and we don't want to be held accountable for drowning this man and throwing him overboard. We don't want his blood on our hands. For you, O Lord, have done as you have pleased. You are sovereign, the sovereignty of God. Do you realize God is sovereign? God, no, you can't do this. No, I don't approve. We'll get together and we'll vote and we'll vote against you. No, that won't work. You can't picket heaven. I've seen churches vote and they said, this is God's will. And God said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. You cannot force God. You can't force his hand. You can't outvote him. He's the sovereign Lord. He doesn't need your permission. He's... He's not going to follow your plan. It's useless. Give it up. He wants you to follow his plan. you see it? And these pagans that believe realize that God is sovereign and he does as he wills. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567. And our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.